ABC Local Radio 105.7, ABC Darwin 783 in Alice Springs. Charlie King with you uh, heading uh, right across the Northern Territory. Good to have you on board wherever you are. And uh, we've got our sport uh, history section now. We can, uh, Matthew Stevens uh, joined us uh, in the studio. Looking forward to having a chat with uh, uh, Matt, I hope I pushed the right buttons here. Matthew, how are you going? I'm, I'm good, thanks, yeah, Joe. Right, There's yeah. a lot going on. There's, There's a lot, lot going on. Well, that was fantastic, yeah, wasn't it? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It sends chills up your spine sitting next to the, the, the didgeridoo. Because you were sitting right at yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, No, it's coming at me. Yes. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, look, we had Patrick Johnson in here a short time ago talking about athletics because he's going over to cover the Commonwealth Games for ABC Radio. Our coverage, of course, will happen throughout the Commonwealth Games. Um, but we thought today we might talk about the, the history of athletics in the... In the North Territory. No, we're not doing that. That is what we're doing today. Horse racing. Horse racing. Darwin Cup. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, the history of the Darwin, the Darwin Cup because the carnival starts, doesn't it? Yes, And we're actually indeed. talking some horse racing in just a moment. Uh, yeah, so let's have a talk about that then. What is what is the history of, uh, of uh, horse racing in the Territory? Because I imagine it must go back a long way because horses would have been here a long time before just about anything. Well, in, indeed, Charlie. I mean, uh, uh, athletics, uh, horse racing and interestingly rifle shooting were, were sports that, that uh, began here in the Northern Territory virtually with white settlements. The same uh, everywhere where British colonies are um, uh, established, sport comes in. And there are activities you can do because you've got the wherewithal to do so. Mm. You know, athletics, all you need is a, a few people and a, and a line in the sand and away you go. Horse racing was popular because everyone was using horses. They were, they were working them all the time. And uh, uh, horse racing uh, was the mark of a, a, a British colony. You, you, you knew that uh, you'd arrived when the, when the races began and uh, it, it uh, aroused passions. I, uh, I found a, a, an 1894 um, editorial, which uh, perhaps the people from the Darwin Cup might like to use this year. What will win, win the Cup? Where in the British community is the question not asked? The sober individual who decries racing probably calculates that we have gone mad for the time being. Well, perhaps it is a species of madness when our own little community gives up its heart and soul to the races. Wow. So uh, the, the, the passion was there. Um, first races were held at uh, Fanny Bay on the beach, interestingly enough. A race course was established uh, soon after in the 1870s. And the first Darwin Cup was actually held as far as the, the records tell us in 1882 when the Northern Territory Race Club uh, was established. 1882. And 1882. And um, uh, from 1882 basically up till 1952, yeah. Uh, the Northern Territory Race Club controlled racing in the Northern Territory, a few breaks during World War II, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, from 1882, there was a Palmerston initially uh, Cup. So the Palmerston Cup uh, morphed into the uh, the Darwin Cup when uh, Darwin changed its name in, 18, uh, in 1911. And uh, it was always the subject of great sort of uh, uh, public interest um, from the 1870s, we've got uh, priests in Darwin lamenting the fact that there was no one coming to church because they were going to the races. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's, that's changed. And uh, it very quickly became a, a, a carnival. Three days uh, set aside. Uh, people after the railway was built in 1888, uh, not only people from the country, but horses from the country would come up on the train. Um, people actually caught steamers from Port Darwin to Fanny Bay, would uh, get on lighters and go to the 
race course. They had special uh, trains to the race races. Yeah. And uh, for three days, basically, uh, Darwin just stopped or Palmerston just stopped and it was all about the races. Oh, and, the race that stopped the nation. Well, indeed. Uh, and, in fact, there was an interesting thing I came across. Um, uh, I'm not sure of the date, but it's probably about 1889. Oh, here it is. 1889, the Fanny Bay race course was redesigned in the same shape as the Flemington race course. Oh. Now, I don't know how many people know that, but uh, it is our very own uh, Melbourne race course here. In 1889. In 1889, they reshaped the course. There were all, all kinds of interesting things. 1888, the year before, it was quite interesting because for the first time, they cleared the bush from the centre of the track so that they could actually see the races from beginning to end. That was quite an innovation for the time because obviously before that, the races were starting uh, uh, behind the, the tree line and they couldn't see them. So. And who knows <laughs> What's going on over there? Well, that's right. There was some fairly interesting and, and, and quirky reports look, about just, the races. I'll just interrupt you there because Reg Harris, the late Reg Harris, told me a story once about a racing scam in the Territory. I think it might have been in Tennant Creek where they used to send the results through of the races and it might have been from Darwin but it could have been from anywhere and they'd have to go to a particular point and then they'd be transferred from there to the, to the bookies. Well, apparently they intercepted the results coming through, some people, ran down quickly, did all the betting because they knew who the winners were and then went back and then got the information that came through. So I'm sure lots of very strange things were happening around about that time. Well, even the very first uh, uh, Palmerston Cup or the Darwin Cup, as we'd call it today, uh, had some controversy. There were letters to the editor afterwards about jockeys pulling the horses and uh, uh, (laughs) racing has had to grapple with that kind of uh, incident uh, ever since. The, 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 I had a look at the, the the characters involved in the racing. There was a the um, the Brown family, as in Brown's Mart that we all know here in yes. Darwin. Uh, Victor Vools Brown, who was actually uh, the first member of the the Brown family to set up in auctioneering, between uh, Victor Vools Brown and his son Emmanuel Emmanuel Victor Vools Brown, they were involved as either president, secretary, handicapper with the Northern Territory Racing Club from 1882 to 1928. So the Brown family uh, were very much involved with racing. And uh, being part of the race committee was actually a really big part of the community. Like, you'd know you'd made it in uh, Darwin society when you were a member of the the Northern Territory Race Club. Men only, of course. But there was always always a women's bracelet race in in these um, carnivals where, in effect, it appears that uh, women uh, in town would effectively select a horse and jockey to ride on their behalf for this bracelet. So there was always women involvement. The women got involved in the races as spectators. Um, The settling, the event after the races was actually probably the bigger event where uh, all of the race goers would join at the local pub and there'd be great sort of pomp and circumstances there uh, presenting cups and uh, uh, I guess the equivalent today would be the Darwin Cup ball. So the, 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 the Palmerston races, the Darwin Cup have always been a feature of the uh, the Darwin sporting calendar. I love it. I mean, I love the Darwin Cup too. I, I get out there. The carnival's getting underway. We're going to talk to Keith Stacey in just a moment, the CEO of the Darwin Turf Club, because uh, the Darwin Cup carnival's in its first week, and it runs for about a month, doesn't it? I mean, people come from all over Australia to be here. And I, someone's asked me yesterday, you know, do I go along to the Darwin Cup? And I, I shared with them the story of going there to do an interview with the great Bart Cummings, uh, which I'd teed up in advance, and I was going to be there at 12 o'clock, and I turned up at 5 to 12. He was sitting in one of the open areas there, and I was walking towards him and I had my little bag that I was carrying with the recorder and it had ABC written on it. Uh, the moment he saw me arrive, he picked up his 
phone and put it in his ear. And I stood there for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. He didn't say a word on the phone. He just sat there with the phone in his ear. I couldn't do it. He sort of gave me a subtle message that yeah, he there, well, there's, talk. there's clearly a message in that, Charlie. So he, and the point I was making, I guess, is great names have come here many times. Some of the great jockeys have come here over the years, you know, and the, the event is a major event on the Territory Sporting Calendar. Well, it? racing in the Northern Territory uh, um, and, and the uh, McDonald Range uh, Race Club uh, actually began before the uh, Northern Territory Race Club down in uh, uh, Stewart, it would have been called, but Alice Springs today. That was in 1878. And so the, the, the races, whether they be in Alice Springs or Darwin really brought people from all over. It was one of the few times when people from the stations and the bush came to town at all. Yeah. And uh, it really was a, a convivial sort of gathering and all manner of socialising and business would occur during the races. So uh, in, in the uh, before the 20th century, it was most often a three-day carnival. I think they'd be quite impressed that we've now got a month's carnival. Yes. And uh, uh, the actual sense of um, enjoyment and uh, excitement that comes with a cup uh, clearly hasn't changed. Oh, what a wonderful reaccount of it all. All right, mate, that's fantastic, Matthew. There's Thanks a lot, a lot of work on that. That's uh, terrific. Good to good to hear it all. You'll probably get out to the racing, I reckon, at some point, would you? Oh, I go to the races from time to time. Yeah, they see they need you there. Good <laughs> on you, mate. Thanks so much for that. Matthew, Stephen, uh, our sport historian, talking about racing. Wasn't that a great story? In 1889, they reshaped the old Fanny Bay track there to make it the exact copy of uh, Flemington. <laughs>